Hello, and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. What's up, team? We are in day two of the ADHD conference, so we are doing another Rough Cut episode. Quick little debrief. This one will be a little bit longer, I think, because I have almost twice as many people here. But we're just going to talk about what day two was like, how it went, and we're going to start with Lolly Weeks. Um, hi, I'm Lolly Weeks, Fast Brain Coaching, um, and I've really enjoyed number one, all of us being back together again, and the energy, and the inspiration, and the connections, yeah. and the connections that might not have ever happened. Um, so that's my just my love of being here. Um, my big takeaway: I work with kids as young as you know, elementary school through high school or in college. And um, I really enjoy Diane McLean's Kids Are Coachable um, and representing the ability to coach kids through a developmentally appropriate uh, lens, but also fully within the various, whether it's PAC or ICF uh, lens and meeting those benchmarks and kind of busting that myth that kids aren't coachable because as Brendan knows, and I know they totally are coachable, um, and I loved that there was a room full of people that wanted to hear more about that, because we pick up all the baggage as ADHDers. We're picking up all that baggage when we're young, so if we can have more people who say, wait a minute, you don't need to pick that bag up. <laughs> um, it just, that's what fuels me, and I love seeing a room full of people who wanted to hear more about that. Awesome. Kate, you want to go next? Sure. Okay, Kate Barrett from Coaching Seville in Charlottesville, Virginia. And um, I would say today was um, a day of diversity for me. Like just every episode, every every session I went to was a little bit different. Um, I ended my in-person sessions with Russ Ramsey and the ending morsel you know, that I walked away with, which is always good for, you know, the clients that I work with, um, which is focus on the flowers, not the weeds. Um, mm. And I, so he talked about uh, social capital and ADHD, and I'm a geek, so he put it in the framework of economics, which totally speaks to me. And um, so I just thought it was a really unique way for him to reframe how we deal with ADHD and social networks and how we navigate being social or um, in the world. And then my favorite new human to hear today um, was uh, Cheryl Young Hamilton. And she is a local therapist from Dallas who works specifically in African-American community. And I, I wish more people were in her session. Like, 
if the room was beyond packed, um, there still wouldn't have been enough people for us to learn from her. I think what uh, what I walked away with, with was just a deeper appreciation of what I know I should and want to be cognizant of if I'm working with someone that's a person of color and just the importance of some of those cultural pieces that they bring to the table. It's something I always try with each of my clients to appreciate, you know, where do you come from? What is your culture? What is your background? What is your family? Are you religious? Are you not religious? I'm not tied to that as a coach, but I absolutely, I'm just generally curious. Um, and the importance of some of those pieces within the African-American culture, she really brought to the forefront. Uh, fantastic speaker. I wish she was in Charlottesville because I would just want to soak her up all day long. Um, she had great energy. And if anybody listening is in the Dallas area, um, they should definitely check her out. So someone I should have on the podcast. You should absolutely <laughs> have her on the podcast. Okay. Her energy was infectious. Awesome. Awesome. Alrighty. Uh, super nice to meet everyone here. Uh, my name is Mark Amadovar. Um, I am the president and founder of a nonprofit men's ADHD support group. As of right now, we are the largest online community of men with ADHD, and our idea is redefining masculinity, right? You know, how can we empower, educate, and inspire men with ADHD to know that it's okay to treat their brains and talk about their emotions because we're not robots, right? And um, I, th I think that there's a big elephant in the room as far as what stood out for me today in the conference, and it's the power of um, being a speaker and influencer in the ADHD audience and talking from your heart and being yourself, speaking from your own personal experiences and your story. Um, and somebody I get to work alongside, you know, I had uh, the great privilege of being on a panel today with you, Brandon. And, uh, Renee from Black Girl Lost Keys and other great uh, influencers, uh, but I was just I was just super inspired by the the great value of connection and and um, saying what's true to you and what's on your mind. So um, I, I left this conference feeling extremely pumped about uh, what we're going to be a part of next year. Um, but it was really really cool and and to meet so many others who do great work is a great privilege. So. I'm excited to be here and chat with all of awesome. you. Awesome. And it, it's it's great to have you guys here now. Yep. Elizabeth? Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go around the horn. Hello, everybody. Uh, so my name is Dr. Elizabeth Kilmer. I'm a clinical psychologist. Um, I focus on trauma and neurodivergence. In particular, I focus on therapeutic applications of tabletop and video games. This is my first time at the conference, and it has been really, really exciting to be here. Uh, I really appreciate for Brendan talking me into going like three, <laughs> three weeks ago. Um, so today has been really exciting. A lot of the talks that I've uh, had the opportunity to attend have really focused on intersectionality. The keynote with Dr. Higgins was amazing. It talked about... Um, under-recognized ADHD in marginalized communities, and there was a focus across the lifespan, which I really appreciated, especially talking about the transition from um, kind of adolescence to young adulthood, especially about the supports that um, clients transitioning from high school to college may need, as well as continuing supports through college. Additionally, I really loved getting to attend the ADHD influencers panel. Uh, all of the panelists really spoke about their lived experiences in this incredibly relatable way. 
that felt really validating to everybody in the audience, uh, including myself. A couple of people definitely cried. I might have been one of them. Yeah. Possible. Yeah, I definitely was about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I um, second. Yeah, you know, you're, you're anchoring us, man. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of one of the influencers on the panel today. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. So, um, hello, everyone. Um, this is John Hazelwood, VP of the Men's ADHD Support Group. Um, today was amazing. Um, this is my very first um, conference, and I absolutely loved it. I love the fact the energy and the environment and how everyone was here for that awareness, how everyone was so comfortable being themselves, knowing that we are neurodiverse in such a neurotypical type of world where everyone felt accepted. You felt like you were at home. You felt like those labels weren't there anymore. You're learning so much about these labels. You're learning about these stigmas. You're learning about our brain chemistry, but you're learning how beautiful our minds are. You're learning just the diversity that's there. You get to hear so many of these keynote speakers and what they have to offer. And it's something that the world is finally getting to experience. And I really feel like this is an opportunity, especially for us men, um, us, you know, the women that were here, minorities, that representation is there. That representation is felt to the point in which this is going to serve us for generation to generation. We have planted that seed. And now we're putting that work, we're executing, and we're building something that's bigger than what we know. But all I can say is that every little bit count. Everyone's spirits were just like filled with just, I saw smiles, I saw joy, I saw crying, but everyone was just happy. Everyone was elated. And that sense of security, especially me as a black man and what I've dealt with, what we talk about in our podcast, yeah. um, just in our group, I felt like I was home. I felt like I belonged. I didn't feel alone anymore. My vessel was more than just something that occupies space in this world. It was something that actually felt like it belonged here. And I'm forever thankful for it. Welcome. Yeah. That's right. Welcome. It's all because yeah. of you guys. I often say We're my so first conference changed the trajectory of my life. And some people go to yoga retreats and go on cruises. Yep. And I come here. Mm -hmm. This is my place. This is where I come and be me. And I yeah. love watching I can feel that, new faces coming <laughs> into this space. And just enriching it. And then we all go back out into our lives. Yep. And we bring all this energy and invite more people into. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. Space. First time here. It ain't my last time. Yes. <laughs> this has started like a tradition. I'm regular from here on out. And one last thing I would like to like point out. Everyone from this online neurodiverse community. Seeing these faces. Having your physical presence. Yep. That's the biggest takeaway for me because we went through a whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. Everyone's isolated. You have four walls in your home and you can't leave. But now we can all embrace one another. Yeah. And that's an experience that no, like nothing can take that away. Mm -hmm. ever. That is a beautiful memory that is going to be forever ingrained inside of me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On top of that too, people who do meaningful work in the community, mm -hmm. right? Like we need to work together. We need to support each other and... We need community ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, how cool is it to have friends who do similar work and you can relate to? Mm -hmm. um, what was it that Romanza said in our podcast? Like, my soul is fed or something like my that? My soul is fed. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's how I feel right now, so. Awesome. All right, Michelle. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm not. <laughs> Michelle got caught.
seemed like I, I think I might not have to say anything. There was a visible help button. She just pressed it. Boom. Thank you. That button is right there. You got the red button for the nukes? No. Help me, please. Yes, please. Help me. Help me. Just say it for me. Hi, I'm Michelle Buskin, um, positive focus coach in Washington, D.C. Um, oh my gosh, I don't know how, I don't know where to, I, I, I don't know where I'm going to go after all that. But, you know, the thing that I kept taking away today is how, you know, yeah, like how much, like you've all said, we've, this place, this space, this place is lifting us all up and bringing us out into the world to do better work. And yes, we need to take care of ourselves. And I kept hearing that all day long too, um, from, you know, <laughs> you know, we're all, we are all tired. We're all exhausted. I don't know if people have felt it lately, but I've really felt like there's a different wave, even though we're like supposedly coming out of the pandemic, there's just this wave of, we're just tired <laughs> and, um, and, and stressed and anxious. And so from Sharon Celine talking about kids mm. being super anxious and, you know, the creativity that we need, you know, so that's what, that's why we need to be filled up, right? Because we need creativity to be able to help them, help, help parents, help, help kids, help adults, um, college students, all, everybody to be, to be who they can be without, you know, with less of the stuff, with less of the exhaustion, with more. So we need to be filled up. Um, and uh, I, I went to a, a discussion with um, Stephanie Antoine. She talked about relaxation and why, why is it so hard for people with ADHD to relax? And, uh, you know, because it seems boring or it seems like we should be doing something else and we should be busy. And um, so, so taking time to relax. And she talked about how relaxation is actually more filling than sleep because sleep is relaxation and tension at the same time, like both happen during sleep. Um, and that relaxation is just pure relaxation. And we got, we really have to take, and that doesn't mean meditation because meditation scares a lot of people with, with ADHD. I mean, this is the work I do too. It's like the, you need something practical to do. And I heard people in the audience, um, say that they needed something else to be, uh, uh, they needed, they liked the active nature of what she was bringing, which I, that's what I always say too, is that we really need to bring, um, when people are scared of meditation, it's helpful to just track what's going on, look around the room, orient yourself, find something pleasant to look at, and 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 see how you feel. Check out your body, see what's going on, and because um, it starts in your body, it starts in your body. It's hard to go top down, right? You gotta go bottom up. So, um, like I said, we need to be creative. We need to be creative with ourselves. Remember to schedule relaxation. <laughs> I mean, That's we gotta put it. One. Yeah, we I gotta. Have to work on yeah, that. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. We I gotta put gotta it in our schedule. Just as intentional yeah. with yeah. the relaxation, yeah, as with the tasks. Yes. Because when you have ADHD, you frequently get that that 
anxiety kick of I'm already behind and I haven't even opened my eyes. So how am I allowed to sit down and read that book for a half an hour? Yeah. Or even that intention to relax and then you get distracted mm-hmm. by your chores and then two hours have passed. Yes. Yep. So you did no and, relaxing. Yep. Right. And we often talk about fidgeting the focus, right? And I want to be really careful with how I frame this. Sometimes we need to fidget to relax. And I don't mean fidget in terms of now doing chores and getting distracted. So that's why I want to be careful about how I frame this. But I do mean like a coloring book or a puzzle, something like that, that is going to help me enter a more mindful state. Mm -hmm. And I also don't mean screens. I don't mean you're playing Candy Mm -hmm. Crush. That's not mm. necessarily doing it. Some of it, sometimes it does. I'm but not gonna. The Stardew Valley board game, right? Which is a video game that has been turned into a board game. Interesting. Is amazing, mm. and it has a really good one-player version, which I've never cool. said about a board game before. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that that fidgeting to relax, I think, is important too. Knitting, crocheting. Knitting, crocheting. Blowing. Oh yeah. I love sewing. I will single-hand stitch everything if I could. It's so nice. And the layer you can add to that is really paying exquisite attention to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, really paying attention to what what the needle feels like in your hand, what the the cloth feels like, what the thread, like, what the textures feel like. All of that um, and how you're moving, like, that's another layer that you can add on. And I like that word mindful because when you think about it, it's like a double entendre there because you're being mindful without a mind that is full. Because when your mind is full of thoughts, your mind is going to be all over the place. You don't have that room for things to just kind of flow. Everything is taking up space. But when you're mindful, everything is at peace. Everything flows. You get that laminar flow that's there versus something that's turbulent where you're just like, you know, I, I can't focus. I can't do this. I can't do that. Everything just seems to sink. And it's one of the things that I was talking to you, Mark, about it was I now understand the quote from the movie Waiting to Exhale, the title. And I was telling him to exhale means something so much different to me than from today, because when you try to exhale underwater, you know that if I exhale after, you know, holding my breath, that's it. That's done for me. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we get our minds are so full that we are forgetting that. Once you're out of the water, you don't have to hold your breath anymore. Right. You can mm-hmm. exhale yeah. because it's safe. But if you don't have that environment that's being created around you, you're going to constantly feel like, I need to survive. I need to survive. I need to survive. Right. But nothing's fighting you except what's in here and everything that's external that's created those images that are there, that's created that pressure. It's okay to release. Yeah. That's where that exhale comes from. Right? Yeah. And a lot of us have to affirm ourselves of yep. that too. You know, like one thing we'll see a lot of in our group is almost guilt of taking a rest day. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because you've been characterized yeah. when you're younger as lazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to, like, you know. And mind you, the, the imposter syndrome is kicking in because this is something I yeah. can get a little better at, to be honest with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, but it's the idea of recognizing that we're human beings, right? And, um, if we want to, when I, when I think about making long-term change and commitment, especially for myself, like doing this type of work for men with ADHD, um, I think of taking care of myself, right? How can I show up 
as my best community host, mm-hmm. speaker, all that type yeah. of stuff. If I'm not well rested, if I'm not applying some of the things that I'm talking about, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, that's the key. So um, just being mindful of time, I have to do the ending essential because that's how it works when we have these meetings. And, and I think the theme that I'm pulling out of all of this is not one that we've pulled out before, which is pretty awesome. There, Those are all there, and I'm just ignoring them because I connection and community, I say that every year, right? And I don't mean to belittle it, but it comes up a lot. Um, but also what I'm hearing is renewal, which is not something that we've talked about before. But that's what, what we're discussing here. It's in terms of we're back after three years, and, and the conference feels renewed because it's in person for the first time in a while. Renewal in terms of we have some new voices to this podcast. We have some new voices to ADHD. And and we have some new new members to the ADHD community who are old voices to this podcast because John and Elizabeth have both been, both been on it. Um, but I think that that renewal is but I think that that renewal is important given the nature of where we are as a world navigating a global pandemic and a worldwide trauma event and trying to grow with this new reality. So with that, thank you very much. And I hope you have a good day. Hey, you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, ADHDessentials.com. And visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.